Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Asher Agency, a full-service partner to clients nationwide. Asher's services include media planning, creative, digital, and social, website development, public relations, printing and fulfillment, and more. Anything you need to connect with your prospects and tell your story. To learn more, visit asheragency.com or contact us at hello at asheragency.com. My guest is David Lorenz. David, how you doing? Great, Anthony. I appreciate you taking time to visit with me. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You and I have actually known each other for a long time. We don't see each other very often, but I think we go back to your days when the team was the Fort Wayne Wizards. We do, yes. I moved here in 99 and was on the staff for nine seasons when we were the Fort Wayne Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about those days, um, but we're recording this in, I especially appreciate you doing this because we're recording this in the middle of the season. So you mentioned on the way in that you're about halfway through home games for the season. Is that right? We are. It's hard to believe. Here we are on January (laughs) the 6th. June 6th. I'm saying, yeah, June 6th. Pardon me, man. I had, I, big, we had a long 12-game homestand. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. And I should know June the 6th. It's my parents' anniversary. So <laughs> if they're listening, forgive me. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we have 66 home games, and we just finished game 30 this past Sunday. Wow. Okay. Time's flying. Time's flying. So you have other places to be, so we're going to jump right into it. And I want to start with your career path, because you've made a career in professional baseball. But I want to start at the beginning whatever that is for you, when did you start thinking about careers and what were you planning at that time? And did you follow that path or did you take some detours? That's that's a great question. I I grew up in a baseball family. Okay. My mom was the secretary and treasurer of the local little league for 48 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I- this is in Michigan. This is in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We're an hour north of uh, Lansing. Okay. So when I was five years old, I was going to the ballpark every day to help my mom with the concessions. And I became, then I played and I was an umpire. Okay. And baseball has always been a part of our whole family's DNA. Mm -hmm. So I was the, I was the, I'm the youngest of three. I'm the first one and only one in my family to graduate from college. Okay. And- I was just happy to have that on my resume. Yeah, sure. And then I start, and then I'm like, well, what do I want to do? My best friend, my best man at my wedding, his dad was the head baseball coach at Central Michigan University. Okay. True story. I was at their house one day, and there was a book on the table, and it was the minor league baseball Bible. And I said, well, what is that? Yeah. And it had every team in minor league baseball in there with um, the team presidents, the owners, and the addresses. And I'm like... That sounds like a neat thing. I want to look into it. Okay. Sent up my resume. I'll make a long story short. I went to Dallas for the winter meetings. I was offered three job opportunities. Okay. One was in sales, one one was in PR, and one was in marketing. Oh, wow. And everybody told me that I had met along the journey, if you really want to make a difference, go into sales. Huh. Okay. Lots of different reasons. Yeah. So I did that. I got in my car. I drove to Chattanooga, Tennessee Uh on, on January the 16th. 1995. And this is the Lookouts, right? The Chattanooga Lookouts, correct. And uh, I I moved down there, Anthony, to make a whopping $200 a month. (laughs) So, yeah. So the car ride cost you more than your first year. Exactly right. Actually, halfway there, I slept in a a parking lot. I don't know if I would encourage anybody to do that, but, (laughs) you know, had to do what I had to do. So uh, I'll never forget my father, a great guy. I I, I think I get a lot of my work ethic from him. Mm -hmm. He said, what are you doing? And I said, well, 
Mount Pleasant, Michigan is a great town. It's a college yep. town. Mm -hmm. And if you're not working for the university, there's not a lot of opportunity. Sure. So I knew that I had to move somewhere yeah. to continue my growth. And and I went there to do group sales, ticket mm -hmm. sales. I think I did like $100,000 in sales my yeah. first year. Yeah. And um, no matter what career we all choose, we all have to have stepping stones and mentors. Yep. And, and Bill Davidson, our team president, ended up getting my second job. Okay. Getting my second job in Battle Creek, Michigan. All right. And then my third job in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. And he's still a friend today. And I'll never forget when he met, when we met, all the interns met with Bill. Bill said, if I see you on the concourse, and if I know that you see some trash, and if you don't pick it up, it'll be the last day you ever work here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've taken that yeah. with me the last 29 seasons. Yeah. Well, and it's not your job, but it is your job, right? You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly right. So early on, you're, you're moving around the country. Mostly, it sounds like in the Midwest. But what's that like? Is that something you expected going into it? You kind of knew that was part of the deal? Or was that something that was a surprise, negative, or positive for you? Oh, it's been nothing but a positive. Yeah. And, and it was expected. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, from those first three stops, then my fourth stop got me to Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. And that was the sounds? The Nashville sounds. Yeah. I worked there for three years with Mike Nutter. Uh-huh. Um, then we had a couple. And then when we moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's three teams in three years. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay. But you can explain it. And, yeah. and when you're in minor league baseball, the person on the other side of the table talking to you, they understand. Yeah. That there's a lot of ebb and flows to it. For sure. For sure. I actually saw a Nashville Sounds game. It would have been somewhere between 1994 and 98. Might I, have been there for it. I remember it was an older stadium, but it was a bigger stadium because they were Triple A, yes. Yeah, okay. And I remember I got a pack of Nashville Sounds baseball cards. Interesting. I'd like to see that pack. I'd be curious to see I don't think I still have them, and there's probably people who <laughs> went on to a great career mm -hmm. that I would have liked to keep the cards, but I remember that distinctly. So you move to Fort Wayne with Mike Nutter. Is is this when the Wizards are established, or are they already established when you come they on? They were the scene? established. Yeah. I believe they were in year seven when we okay. came on board. All right, and this is out at Memorial Coliseum, very different environment than Parkview Field, and how and and how do you? end up being asked to make that move? Is it a package deal with you and Mike? Does it just happen coincidentally? How does all that come together? That's a great question. Well, Bill Larson, yep. who was the team president for two years here in Fort Wayne, he was Mike's very first boss with the Kane County Cougars okay. uh, in Geneva, Illinois, in the Midwest League. And then Bill then went to Nashville and was the team president there for uh -huh. two years. Okay. So he brought Mike along because he knew Mike. Yep. And then I kind of ended up going to Nashville from Davenport, Iowa, because our radio broadcaster in Davenport left yeah. for Nashville. And he called me and said, David, you need to get to Nashville. Okay. Okay. So yep. David got in the U-Haul <laughs> and got to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you've now been with the, the Fort Wayne professional baseball team, once the Wizards, now the Tin Caps, for how many years? This is year 24. And when my wife, Lisa, and I moved here, you know, all we knew was what we did the last five or six years, where <laughs> yeah. every two years you go to a different team. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, exactly. And now what here we are. It's game. You know, year twenty four. So, how is it that you've stayed in one spot in professional baseball for that long? Well, I think that I think the the main thing is the community. Mm -hmm. It the community, the, the Fort Wayne Comets, mm -hmm. the Mad Ants, mm -hmm. 
the Tin Caps, former the Wizards. You know, we have a lot of great community support. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I've also we've also had two great owners here in yeah. town since I've been here. Andy Appleby um, was with us for about six or seven years, and then he sold to Jason Fryer, uh, who was our our owner and our current owner since about 2006, give or take. And he also owns the Columbia Fireflies, mm-hmm. single A team of the Royals, and then the Chattanooga Lookouts, double A team of the Reds. And uh, I, I don't know if Jason's going to listen to this or not. Hopefully he does. Um, he's super owner. Mm-hmm. And he continues to put us in a position to be successful. Yeah. He's never said no to anything we've ever asked for. Mm-hmm. And we work in one of the best facilities of all of minor league baseball, yeah. Parkview Field. And um, before we started uh, rolling, I mentioned to you, we've also got 15 out of our 32, give or take, uh, full-time staff uh, members have been here over 15 years. Yeah, that's amazing to me. It's I unheard had, of. I had no idea because my 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 un, uneducated uh, thought on it was that you have some established folks like yourself, and then you have a lot of people who are just starting their careers who cycle in and out every year. But that's very much not the case, it sounds like. We, we don't. We've got guys and girls in our group sales department that have been here 10, 12, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. And um, we, we really look at what we're doing each and every year. Michael Limmer is our VP of Marketing. And we're constantly looking at what the trends are, mm-hmm. what other folks are doing. Yeah. And we try to add our own twist. Like this past weekend, we had the Fort Wayne Daisies yep. out. We, yep. had, we had three women that were a part of the Daisies. And it's, I believe it's our second consecutive year we've been doing that. And we're going to continue to do that as long as these ladies are willing to come out and, and participate. So, the, so that was a, a professional baseball team comprised of women, kind of like a league of their own, but Correct. in Fort Wayne. When were they active? What years? I believe it was uh, like in the late 40s, like 42 to like 51, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Like Dottie Collins, yep. who the, the movie was portrayed about. Yeah. Her grandson came out this oh, wow. past Sunday, well, that's and great. he was recognized out on the field, along with there was a, a, a bat girl that okay. came out. Huh. And, uh, you know, it's just we, we, we really need to cherish these heroes yeah. that we have in our community. Because sometime, someday there's going to be an opportunity where that's just not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, we're also playing as the Tenderloins later this year. Yeah, so tell me about that. What What is that connection? I'm a baseball fan, but that's a reference I don't recognize. Well, the, the Tenderloin is the official, unofficial sandwich yeah. of the state of Indiana. Okay. So we're going to be doing that later this year. Um, so we're always looking for new ways to get n- new fans come out to the ballpark yeah. and enjoy themselves. Because it's not necessarily about the final score. Yeah. It's about the food. Yeah. The different jerseys. You know, this past Sunday, we did a, uh, we did a, a tribute to um, the military. Mm-hmm. And we had a cool flyover. Mm-hmm. We had, I think, 6,700 people at the ballpark. Yeah. And a Sunday afternoon in minor league baseball, uh, great weather, great turnout, and just an, an, another cool promotion. And that's a little, and if you watch the major leagues, you know, 15, 20, 25 years ago, you never saw an outfield sign at a major league ballpark. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the minor leagues, have, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. kind of set the trend on yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But, and the major leagues are starting to borrow what we're doing. Well, and there's, there's it, a lot of creative minds in, in, in the MILB. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the teams that comes to mind, the Savannah Bananas. Um, I follow, I think it's their owner on social Jesse media. Jesse Cole. And he wears a yellow suit and a yellow top hat. And they're always doing pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it brings fans in and people talk about it. So let's talk a little bit, David, about your role with the organization, how you fit into the the big picture. So you are on the sponsorship side. Tell us a little bit about what that means and and how what role you play and how that fits into what the Tin Caps do overall. Sure. Well, sponsorships are 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 a great opportunity for fans and for companies to tie their brand in with our brand, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my role is is sales, but mm-hmm. I call it building relationships yep. because you can't get to home plate until, unless you touch first, second, third, and fourth. Yep. Uh, if somebody wants to buy season tickets or a small group package or do a picnic or do some of that stuff, that's a little easier to say yes to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's uh, more of a transactional yeah. type of buy. Where mine and, and the partnerships are long term, mm-hmm. uh, our most popular Branding is an outfield sign. We only have 22. Yeah. So I can't sell 23. Sure. Can't sell 24. I got 22. And we sell those on a three-year deal. We Mm -hmm. can't do a two-year. We can't do a one. We do a three-year deal because we want to have long-term partnerships and and continue to to move forward on that. And we've also got a lot of specialty areas. Yep. So my main thing, and and, and Jen Sylvester, who works with me in our our department of two, um, my main goal is to get them out to the ballpark. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just walk around and, and, you know, I ask a couple questions. They're not groundbreaking or anything, but like, when you come out of the ballpark, what do you like? Mm-hmm. When you come out of the ballpark, how do you see yourself fitting in? Yeah. And and once they can answer some questions and we kind of talk about and, you know, kick the tires and walk around the ballpark, I can get a proposal to them in their inbox by the time they get back into their car. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Because we've got all our proposals all ready to go. Well, and it seems like... There's new opportunities every year. You know, you think that the stadium is, you know, this static entity, but there's creative things happening all the time that I assume lead to new sponsorship You're exactly right. Uh, Parkview Field opened in 2009. Um, 2020, COVID year, that was the year we actually got uh, a new video board, Mm -hmm. new digital signs in the outfield, new concourse billboards, which were brand new, never had those before. And... um, so that added some extra inventory. Yeah. And then also with the new sound system. So we had a lot planned for 2020. Yeah. So we just had to roll that into 2021. Yep. Um, it's it's funny you mentioned partnerships regarding, um, you know, new. Mm-hmm. Every year, usually August 1st, Jen and I and Michael Limmer and some other people, we'll, we'll, we'll walk around the ballpark and say, what are we missing? Yeah. And um, it's it's amazing what you can do when you just ask that simple question. Yeah. And if you can, well, we do. If you continue to look what the other teams are doing. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, we had a bobblehead of Johnny mm-hmm. at the yeah. ballpark. Yeah. And I suggested and it was right outside the right outside the team the store. store. Yeah. 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 We moved it uh, last year down in front of our conference room windows, which were. Just you could fans could see yeah. through, so we put the branding on the back wall and put Johnny in front of it, 
and it's just a great backdrop. Yeah. And yeah. You, know, you have to continue to just develop new ideas. Well, I'm sure that gets difficult as long as you've been with yeah, the organization does. because it's it's just hard to look at it objectively. You see the you see the facility every day, and that's where you know some other perspectives or going to other facilities, I'm sure, helps kind of sparks that that innovation. You're exactly right. So, so what are some of, for, from your perspective, what are some of the best opportunities for partnerships at Parkview Field? Some of the things you think that either are unique to Fort Wayne, they're you know, high profile, or that you think are great values for what's available to sponsors? Sure. Well, I think all of our partnerships are a great opportunity. Yeah, well, I, I expected that was going to be the first thing you'd say, yeah. Um, and uh, I think it, it just depends on... I don't pigeonhole anybody into yeah. what I think they should do, no matter what their name on their business card is. Sure. Because I, I want them to, to, to buy, to be a part of what they love. Yeah. Because if they don't love it in year one, yeah. they're not going to love it in years two, three, yeah. four, and sure. five. Sure, sure. Um, so I want to make sure that they're on board with, 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 with what they like yeah. and what they want to have. So And then also budgets. Yep. You know, whether you've got $500 or... Yeah. Two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be able to spend that in the way that they want to spend it. Yeah, it's not about what David or what Jen or Mike Nutter wants to people to buy. It's what they want to buy. Yeah. So that that's a that's a kind of a tough question. Sure, sure. Um, to answer, I told but, you there wouldn't be any tough questions. Yeah, the there, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I was waiting for some softballs. <laughs> um, but um, but I think that's the key to our success. Yeah, is that we don't necessarily sell you what we want you to buy. Yeah, we sell you what you want to buy. Yeah, well, and I, th I think one of the advantages is the variety. You know, I expect a lot of people who listen to this will be familiar with Parkview Field, but those who aren't, you know, there's a there's a kids area which is great for businesses that want to reach families. There's some you know some sweet areas that are great for folks who want to reach that consumer. There's, you know, people who are there for baseball. There's people who are there who really are indifferent about baseball. Um, so you have an opportunity to reach a wide variety of audiences, and it's just a matter of what's going to be the right opportunity where you're most likely to get in front of those eyeballs and ears. You're, you're right. Um, a few years ago, I think I, ta I totaled up, like, there's 13 different areas of the ballpark where you can sit and watch a game. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. And we also do our own food and beverage. Yep. And what's neat about that, we're able to manipulate our relationships with all those food vendors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, by having the different options, whether it's food, fireworks, the different promotions that we have, there's always something really neat going on each and every game that yep. people can come out and enjoy. And we also take to heart that it could be somebody's first game. Yeah, for sure. You know, I try to be by the main entrance when people walk in. Yeah. And you 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 you'll know right away <laughs> when somebody hasn't been there lately yeah. or before. First thing they do is they just kind of look up into the sky and look yeah. at the wayfinding signs. Yeah. Hey, can I help you find anything? Where are your seats yeah. at tonight? Yeah. Is this your first time? It's just a great way to show that little interaction yeah. and have that interaction with the fan. And the first thing I give them, I give them a game program. I yep. say, open up to the middle of the section. All of our food is located in there. Yeah. And before you decide what you want to eat, I always encourage you to do a lap of the ballpark. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they can find the restrooms, yeah. all the amenities, the fun zone that you mentioned, also the splash pad out in right center. Yeah. Well, and, and that's great advice. One of the things, my, my little secret that I learned this year 
is that a lot of times some of the best food has the shortest lines because people go where people are, right? So you've got the bigger concession areas. There's a long line and people go, oh, that's where the food is. And I sneak by all those people and I go <laughs> to the brisket guy with the, the barbecue sandwiches. Good yes. Call. yes. And I'm usually second in line and I'm like, great, I can get in and get out and get something that's maybe even, you know, as good as what I could get if I stood in line for 10 minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. Well, that's what's That's neat probably no secret about, to you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, and that's the, the whole thing about the experience. Yeah. I mean, people are coming for, everybody has a different reason. When, yeah. You know, my main goal when I was here the first eight years with the Wizards was selling group outings and mm-hmm. company events. And um, I always told people, I go, and I start off with, not everybody's going to like baseball, mm-hmm. but I can give you 99 other things that people are going to yeah. enjoy about their experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm someone who I grew up with baseball. I would consider myself a fan of watching baseball, but there are times I go to Parkview Field and I watch maybe half the game because I'm doing other things, right? Um talking to people who I know out in the concourse area. Um, if my stepdaughter is with me, she's climbing the wall or trying to climb the wall. So it's it's a it keeps you moving in a, in a very productive way. And, oh, by the way, there's a baseball game, mm-hmm. which is great fun, too. So a lot of opportunities there. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some quick hit questions related to some of the things that we've talked about. But I, I want to hear your, your best answers to these. So let's talk about your career. You you have built, I think it's fair to say, a successful career in professional baseball. You've had a great run in Fort Wayne, um, but you've done some different things. What are some things you've learned along the way? What's some of your best advice when it comes to building a fulfilling, successful career? Man, I think together I could help you write one chapter of your book on this. <laughs> um, I think the, 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 the key ingredient is to be a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. whether you're 26, 36, yep. or I'm 56. Mm-hmm. I love knowledge. I mm-hmm. love to know things. Yeah. I love to know why we're doing something and how it all works. But I would really encourage people to to never stop, you know, and keep driving. It, it's 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 challenging. Man. I mentioned with T when I walked in, you know, yesterday our our staff of the day up, but we had 12 games in 13 days. Yeah. yeah. Whether you're 26, 36, or 56, that's that's a that's it's a long a two toll. weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a long two weeks on your 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 mental health, your physical health. Plus, we all have families. Yeah, you know it's tough on them too. Uh, but there's there's a reason why we're in baseball. We have mm-hmm. a passion for it. Yeah. I mean, I I mentioned to you earlier I was five when I started going to the ballpark yeah. when I was a little kid with my parents. And um, but be a lifelong learner. Uh, get a great mentor or two. Get somebody that you can you can talk to, not necessarily a coworker, but get somebody outside of you know your normal routine, and just have somebody that you can just talk to and feel good about, and and enjoy the conversation and get and get some great advice. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And and I'm going to sidebar here for a second because if I'm not mistaken, if your if your LinkedIn profile is correct, you've actually dug into that a little bit with a side venture where. You're, you're providing some resources for folks to maybe learn how to be successful in their career. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I can a little bit. Uh, it's, it's something I've been really passionate about. I've been thinking for the last eight to 10 years is what am I going to do when I'm in my early to mid 60s when, when I want to retire? And uh, I really thoroughly enjoy watching other people be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a time, Anthony, where I loved making every sale. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. But now, as I see and, and I develop my own self, I really thrive watching others. Yep. Be successful. Yeah. Um, 
And a few years ago, um, I was our first tin cap staff member who went through leadership Fort Wayne. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And I remember you you spoke to us out at the the Boy Scouts. Yep. And um, so the next year, they asked me to come in and talk about my experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've ever opened up a brand new baseball, but mm-hmm. if you ever have, it comes in a wrapper and it comes out. Well, I've always called it a pearl. Mm-hmm. And I took that to make P for pearl, E for engagement, A for attitude, R for relationship, and L for leadership. Mm. So that's kind of where I took that from. Yeah. And then after developing the concept over the last five or six years, I feel I, I've come up with the pearl advantage. Okay. If pearl is every part of your day, daily routine, you're going to have the advantage over others. Oh, all right. So I've... Uh, Got I've I've already worked on a lot of different stuff. I haven't reached out to any teams. Yeah, um, it, but it's something I've been looking forward to do. So I know I'm from Nashville. Well, I'm not from Nashville. I lived in Nashville for three years, and there's this gentleman in Nashville, Nathan Lyons, just bought the Lexington Legends, and I sent him a LinkedIn message just saying, "Hey, Nathan, I see you bought Lexington. I was with the Sounds for three years. If I can ever help, let me know." Yeah. I didn't know where, where that was going to yeah. lead to. So I ended up talking to his staff for an hour and a half one day. And, and I believe I'm going to be going back later this year uh, to see the staff and, and just walk the ballpark and give them any suggestions that I can. Yeah, um, I, We work in a great industry. And during COVID, we lost a lot of good people mm-hmm. in minor league baseball. Not just with the tin caps, but with all 119 other teams. And... Uh, my passion is MILB. It's not Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. It's not the NHL, the NBA. Yep. It's minor league baseball because from October 1 to May 1, that's when I'm busy along with Jen putting together yep. partnership opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from May May 1st to September 30th, then we're implementing everything. Yep. So early when you ask, you know, what am I working on? We're already looking at 2024. Yeah. And yep. um, so anytime I can, can help and... Um, you know, at the end of the day, I only know what I know. Yeah. And, and it works for me. So, if, but if I can give any of those little details to somebody that, that'll make them better. Yeah. I, I take a lot of pride in that. Well, I think that's great. And I admire that because, you know, number one, you, you have to have learned some things along the way in, in how many years is it now that you've been in the This industry? is year 25. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 29. 29. Yeah. So, you know, and, and what I always tell people, because like you, I, I love to kind of share what I know. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to know much. Much, but I know something. I'm 53 years old, so hopefully I learned something along the way. You know, I, I always tell people, you don't have to be the world's foremost foremost expert in your topic. What you have to do is bring, obviously, knowledge that people can use, but bring your unique perspective. You're not saying, I'm the only person who knows this, or I know more than other people. You're saying, here's what I do know. Here's how it shaped my decisions, both my good decisions and my, my bad decisions, to give people a framework for making better decisions down the line. That's really what it's all about. And it, it really resonated with me when you talked about you know, how you used to want to make every sale, but now you're equally and perhaps even more invested in other people's success. That's one of the one of the great things I think in my career is I'm now at a point, especially here at Asher, where I'd almost I'm almost more invested in I hope helping other people move up than moving up myself. It's like, you know, I I I'm in a good place. I don't need to compete with my colleagues. I want to help give them a boost so they can be more competitive and better down the line. And they're going to stay on board for several more years to come. Yeah. Because you've taken time 
to invest in your knowledge with them. Yeah, and and they're really smart. <laughs> and, yeah, and they're really and they're smarter than the bus. Right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, that's great. That's really good advice. All right. Well, let's talk about the second question, and this one might be really easy for you. It might be difficult, but it has to do with either a myth or a misconception that people have about your work, and that could be the tin caps, it could be sales, it could be your specific role, either a myth or misconception people have or something that's not appreciated well enough that you think deserves to be amplified. What is that for you? Well, that, that's, a, that's another great question. I think that the main thing is it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's really not easy. And I always tell people, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. So you've got to have a different mindset, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have, I might not get the sale this year, but you know what? I'm not going to forget about him. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a sign on our outfield wall. I had been calling this gentleman for 10 years, yep. literally 10 years. Yep. Got him on board last year. Mm-hmm. You, you can't give up. Mm-hmm. Because if you give up, you give up on yourself. You also give up on the, the other employees that you coworkers mm-hmm. that you work with. Yeah. So I'm a big believer of you just have to just keep your head to the grindstone. We win some, we lose some, right? Yeah, sure. And we also win some we weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes stuff falls into your lap. It, it really, it really does. Yeah. And uh, man, I wish more. I wish the, <laughs> I wish we did get more things that fell in our lap. But yeah. the, there, there are times that when it happens. And uh, I had a client a few years ago. Um, they had one of our main hospitality areas at the ballpark. And I'll never forget, she asked me on the suite level, Dave, why are you so nice? And, and I don't know if I get that question a lot from people, especially around my own household. Um, and uh, I'll use her first name. I go, Janice. I go, we're in year one of a five-year deal. I'm working on the next five-year deal. Uh-huh. And, and I said that to her because we had been friends long before yeah. that all happened. Sure, sure. But I think that's the mindset I try to carry is, you know, if if I don't have a conversation or invite you to play golf or out to lunch or whatever, and if I wait 1,500 days to yeah. call you back, yeah. that relationship's going to dissolve. So yeah. I try to have little touch points where I'm not asking for anything. And I and I personally have about 70 clients. So it, it's challenging. It really yeah, for is. for sure. For sure. Well, there's a, there's a quote that you may have read that I really like. It's from a gentleman named um, Robert Johnson. And he says, you need to make your friends before you need them to really be investing in relationships now to get the benefit of those relationships 5, 10, 20 years down the road. And we live in a quick fix society where people are like, hey, if I help you today, you're going to help me tomorrow. One of, the, one of the things I've realized as I've gotten a lot older and a little wiser is it doesn't work that way. It's I help you today and then maybe five years from now, you're going to refer someone to me or you'll reciprocate, but it doesn't happen overnight and it only happens if you make those early investments. Well, like tonight, I mean, I, I, somehow you got my name from somebody yeah. that I work with yeah. and, uh, you know, I was honored when I saw who, who that was, you yeah. know, because he's been a client of mine for eight to 10 years. Remind me, who was uh, Brian? Brian uh, Englehart? With, with uh, Indiana yeah. Tech. Yeah, yeah. Brian. I didn't know if you wanted to use his name. Oh, sure. Brian's great. Brian's great. Brian is name dropped on this podcast. Okay. Time. He was actually the first guest on this podcast really? ever. That's one of the reasons I reached out to him. He has a 
He has a unique a spot. A Rolodex full in the of folks. That's right. He has a unique spot in the heart of the Azure Marketing Podcast. I must have been at the end of the Rolodex. <laughs> I don't know. But, but hey, I made well, it. Well, he was, uh, he was one of the first people you, that, he, sure. you were one of the first people he mentioned. So that's great. Yeah. But it really is. I think that's great perspective, too, is to remember that, you know, whether or not you're in a relationship business, if you, if you don't think you're in a relationship business, you're probably wrong. Every mm-hmm. business is a relationship business. There's, a, there's different seminars throughout my league baseball. And the one that I've always really enjoyed going to when I can is the promotional seminar. Well, yep. there hasn't been one since 2019. And that was in uh, uh, El Paso, Texas. Beautiful city. Loved it. Um, and, and, and on the bus ride to one of these events that we went to, we went and painted the local Boys and Girls Club. So there's mm-hmm. always something going on at those things. And when we were, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, that runs the West Michigan Whitecaps. And we were talking about stuff and somehow delivering season tickets came up. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's a great guy. Jim Jarecki is his name. He's been up there for almost thirty years as their as their team president and VP. And uh, and I told him, I said, man, I really like delivering my season tickets. And we were chatting about that. And you know, and he knew why. But he goes, hey, why do you like doing it? I go because I'm kind of the bearer of good news. Mm-hmm. You know, summertime is around the corner, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Here's your four tickets. Yeah. And then you can maybe meet. Yeah. Some other people within the organization that you don't know. Yeah. And uh, because sometimes your clients, you know, they move, they change jobs and you're like, oh, geez, I don't know anybody. Yeah. And just by doing that, you can, you know, learn a few oh, other sure. people's and, and they, they can know your face. So when they see you at the ballpark, you know, they can say hi to you. And uh, I just really enjoy it because it's, I'm the bearer of good news. I'm bringing your season tickets. Everybody's asking, you know, hey, the, the weather, the weather's starting to get nice. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just... Um, it's it's a joyful time. Yeah. And I'm not asking for anything. Yeah. Because I've already got the, uh, I've already asked and got yeah. the yes, right? Yeah. So now it's just one of those times where you can just have a touch point and just be a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last quick hit question. Um, and it has to do with something you use in your work. It could be, I know, I know you're a big reader, so it could be a book, could be a tool, could be a trick, could be a hack, could be a tip. Something that you use every day or at least most days that helps you be more effective, something you'd recommend to others? Well, if it wasn't for my wife and my two kids, I wouldn't have a computer, a TV, or any of that stuff because I don't know how any of it works. Um, I'm old school, man. Yeah. I like face-to-face. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I just love face-to-face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that – it sounds obvious now, but I don't think it was obvious – three years ago, I think one of the best things that came out of the pandemic is people have learned that there's something about this being in the same room that you really can't replace. Like video conference is okay, but it's a substitute. It's not as good. And I don't even know if we have figured out why that is. But, you know, when when I do a presentation and I'm asked to do it virtually, a lot of times I'll say yes, but I would much rather be face-to-face. And in sales, it's critical. There's a reason people still get on planes for sales calls. Do you do you have any sense as to why that is? Why why do you value the face-to-face so much? What is it about that that makes it better than picking up the phone or a video conference? Well, whether I go through a drive-through late at night, mm-hmm. or whether I go get gas, I really like to... I'm a part of this community, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you guys are yeah. here. And, and for me to really feel like I'm putting my best foot forward every yep. day. It, I don't like, I mean, this is just me. I don't really enjoy ordering off an app. Yeah. Plus, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Right? Yeah. 
Um, and But if I had the choice, if I knew how to do it and had the choice of either going here or going up and talking to the person behind yeah. the counter, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. I was going to um, ask you about the thing you posted on LinkedIn about the drive through Is that what you're going to talk yeah, about? Well, yeah. Well, no, that, I got a different story. Okay. Let's go with your story. Um, <laughs> Uh, I got, uh, there's a good buddy of mine ran a local chain here for several years. Yeah. And uh, I went into one of his stores and um, the girl that was behind the counter, I could tell she wasn't having the best day ever. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that her engagement ring or wedding ring, I don't know the difference, Mm -hmm. pardon me. um, (laughs) and, And it was just absolutely beautiful. And I was with my wife Mm -hmm. and I said, man, I love your ring. She totally just did a, a turnaround with her mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just engrossed in what I had to say. And, I, and, and that just had our conversation go a different way. Yeah. And, and I, went, I walked out of there thinking to myself, man, it's, it's not about David Lorenz. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's yeah. about how we can maybe impact and make someone else's day. Because yeah. so, I just knew something wasn't right. Yeah. When I mentioned her ring, she yeah. just was like, And it wow. cost you zero dollars. It cost nothing. 20 seconds. It cost nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that just, to me... I've been in this community, besides living in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, for 25 years of yeah. my life, living here for almost 25. This is this is home yeah. for my for myself, my wife, and my kids. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think anytime you get an opportunity to be a part of the community in just little ways, yeah, I think we all need to we need we need to jump on board when all we can. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Because I brought it up. Can you tell the story about the interaction you had that you shared on LinkedIn? Sure. I think it was a drive-through. Can you share it, that it was, story to close it was. us out? Yeah. Um, working at the ballpark, we get a lot of hot dogs, a lot of pizza, a lot of brats, a lot of barbecue, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, for some reason that night, I didn't have a chance to eat. Yeah. And on the way home, you know, with COVID. There's not as, as many places open yeah. at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. So I went through the Arby's drive-thru. Again, I was the only, only guy in line and uh, ordered my food, went up to the line, and, and the guy saw my tin caps polo. He ended up being a 29-year-old gentleman with, I believe he said he had three or four kids. And uh, he goes, so do you work for the tin caps? And I said, yeah, I'm on year 29. It's, I said, it's a privilege and a joy to go to the ballpark every year. And and I can and I don't like to talk about my job outside of work mm-hmm. because that's what I do for a living. Yeah, sure. And uh, I said, I said to the gentleman, I go, "What's your story?" He goes, "Well, I'm only 29, and my chapter, you know, I'm only halfway through the book, or whatever." He said, <laughs> "Yeah." And, and I said, "Okay, I got it." And I said, "Well, what do you like to do for fun?" Anthony, his eyes lit up. It was yeah. like I, I, I opened up. It was like the late, the girl with the ring. Mm-hmm. And I was the same thing. What do you like to do for fun? And he goes, well, I coach nine and under youth baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I work for a baseball Speaking team, the right? same language. So yep. we've got a passion there. So yep. we, I found something that we had yeah. um, connections with. You know, yep. my food's still being cooked. I ordered the jalapeno poppers. They always, always <laughs> got to throw those in. So I knew I had a few minutes. And I said, hey, yeah. give me a minute. I got something back in my car. For about four or five years or whatever it's been, I've always carried around 
20 to 50 used baseballs from our mm-hmm. games because mm-hmm. uh, I'll go to like some little league games and I put one in my pocket. If I see a kid with a glove and no ball, I go up and hand it to him. Yeah. I say, I'm David with the tin caps. You know, this was a foul ball. I'd love to give it to you. Yep. Just make that kid's day. And he's so, going to associate it with the team and probably have a good feeling about the team. Right. You're yeah. exactly right. So the gentleman works at Arby's. I, I got him 12 balls and I handed them to them th- through the window. It's yeah. 1030 at night. So <laughs> not know, the pic- transaction. Picture a guy in a, in a, in a white. <laughs> family car <laughs> passing out, you know, baseballs through the, it was like, like that's a, a weird, that's a weird like way a, to look, pay for your food. Yeah. It looked <laughs> like a side meal. And I said, Hey, there's 12 balls. Give each one of your kid a ball. And so they can go home and play catch with mom or dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I gave him a brand new car. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So when it comes back to, you know, ordering on an app or seeing people face to face, I mean, if I did that on an app, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that interaction. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I think I get as much joy yeah. out of doing that as they do receiving it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is great advice and really great story. I think the bottom line is people take an interest in people who take an interest in them, right? But sometimes you got to make the first move. So that's great. You're exactly right. And I think what you just said explains sales. Yeah, for sure. It really does. For if sure. you want somebody to be a part of what you're doing, you got to be a part of what they're doing. All right. Well, let's let's quit while we're ahead. Okay. We're doing great, and I don't want to screw it up. So Perfect. We're end here. Well, David, thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the community for as long as you have been. Thanks for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Asher Marketing Podcast. The Asher Marketing Podcast is a production of Asher Agency, a full-service agency for franchises and co-ops, colleges and universities, financial service companies, healthcare organizations, and government agencies. We'll be back next time with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then.